All right, gentlemen, episode 24. And after months of talking about Stat Boy, we've got one. <laughs> Taylor, say hello to the folks. Hello, glad to be here. There he is. <laughs> so we'll probably use Taylor tonight because I'm sure Adam's got something. We always have something we have to look yeah, up. Yeah, usually. Always. But before we get started, uh, if you're listening on YouTube, we are on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. If you're on Apple Podcasts Spotify and you want to see our pretty faces, we are on YouTube. So go subscribe, like, give us all the thumbs up, stars, listens, whatever you want to do. We're here for you people. Go do it. Do us a favor. All right, gentlemen, we have a major this week, which sent you guys a uh, text earlier this week of Ron Burgundy with a giant boner <laughs> and said it's major championship week. It's the pleats. Yeah. It's the pleats in the pants. <laughs> uh, it's been 382 days since the last major. It has, but we get seven majors in the next 11 months. <laughs> we do. I didn't even think of that way. I was just thinking yeah. about the ones that are coming up. And Shane Lowry was our last major champion, which seems like forever ago. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's what I was trying to figure out because I think Lowry's paired with Brooks and Woodland. And I was like, how the hell? But I was like, oh, Lowry won the Open. Brooks. But I don't know why they didn't put Tiger. Why didn't they put Tiger? Tiger's eight? playing with Rory and Justin Right, Thomas, but yeah. usually they put, usually the PGA, well, obviously it changed last year when they moved the PGA up because they used to yeah. put so all, all three majors, yeah. U.S., but. Yeah, I'm not sure. But anyway, uh, I'm pumped for this week. Harding Park. It is cold. Would you say it was 55, right? Your friends. Oh, yeah. yeah. Do you want to yeah. shout out your friend, by the way, real quick? Yeah, and shout so- out to uh, Ben Cook, Venlo 45 at Ferris State University. Excited <laughs> to see him in the field again. That's second second, second time? time? Oh, yeah. That's nice. sweet. Good for him, man. It is. I was really hoping Maddie would get there this year, and then the whole COVID been, thing happened, and then been awesome. couldn't go to the qualifier. They just canceled everything. So Yeah, it's been weird. Uh, as hot as it's been around here, up in New York State, and then we see all these pictures of him at the major, all bundled up in their rain pants and not Bryson DeChambeau. If you saw him on the range in his shorts and t-shirt. I did. I can I can respect that because I would also be in my shorts. <laughs> yeah. Russ is in his shorts and it's like thirty degrees on a turkey. 30, There's yeah. always October. one guy. There's always that one. It's, yeah. it's usually Russ. I'm that guy. Yeah. <laughs> if I have to put pants on, it's too cold to golf. Yeah, but I've seen you wear shorts when it's I'm freezing my niblets off. (laughs) My balls are in my throat, and Ross shows up with like long sleeve shirt and shorts. If he has to, he throws the the wind pants on. That's what I mean. Like the wind rain Rain pants pants over. If you see me in pants, you know now it's it's too cold. (laughs) Okay, one you're like so you're like Puxatani Phil of golf. (laughs) Correct. Correct. (laughs) Russ has pants. We're not playing today. Last year, one of the I think it was a turkey shoot at Indian Hills. I had to put my rain pants on over yeah. my shorts to start. And there was, it was like 28 yeah. when we got yeah, there. Yeah, there was, and I remember there was one year we were on River Valley and we got up on 14 T and the wind was gusting up on the hill. And Russ was like, oh boy. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, we're going to throw those pants on. Yeah. I play in a tournament every fall. Uh, not playing this year because the baby's on the way, but uh, up in Syracuse, that cash scramble. And yep. every year. Last year it wasn't bad. It was very tolerable. I think it was like mid fifties last year or low fifties, but <clears throat> yeah. I've literally played in that and it snowed. Like just squall between holes yeah. and I've played in snow at River Valley a couple times. Yeah. So. so it's just just not my cup of tea. Speaking of cup of tea, yeah, club throwers back on the tableton this week. We do. That boy Red Woo. Rocket. Woo. <laughs> Thanks, Ricky. So 
Uh, let's recap last week before we get into this week. Taylor, Taylor's ready to go. He wants he's us, got, to, no, I just wants us say, to throw out a, little, a stat. It's a little better to drink these when they're not $8 a pop. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so, well, there's you, your first stat. You, these are not $0 a pop. <laughs> you, you haven't gotten a bill yet. <laughs> All right. Uh, Justin Thomas got his 13th PJ Tour win last week. He did. Uh, knocked Rom off the number one pedestal, which didn't he take did. long because he don't deserve yeah. to be there. Two uh, week, two week reign. Yeah, Attaboy John. One, and I think it was two since he got. They oh, were they were saying one, and then they corrected themselves. Oh, he, he was on there for two weeks. Yeah, from, okay. from the time it came out to this week. Uh, new caddy on the bag temporarily for JT. So hope his caddy gets better. They don't know what's wrong with him. Is, yeah. He's not is Bones caddy Bones is uh, Bones is caddying this week. So he won last week with Bones, and Bones is on yep. the bag again this week. Yeah, I saw he went for a test, and he had Jimmy yeah. They don't know what's right. We haven't heard anything. Yeah. I don't know what they're testing him for. And he had uh, Bones on the bag one time prior to yes. like five or six years ago. Hawaii, so right? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The Sony. The Sony opens. Yeah. yeah. So it's not it's not new. It's just. I mean, if you're gonna get paired up with a random caddy, there's probably not too many better than Bones. Yeah. And he's got nothing to do until the playoffs in a couple of weeks. So. Right, yeah. CBS has got all the tournaments. So, which just reminded me, speaking of coverage and CBS, Kelly Tillman's coming back this week. She's working. Yeah, <laughs> is this the part we kick him off the podcast? Yeah, you two switch seats. <laughs> Could you Google a picture of Kelly Tillman and show Adam Stat Boy? Thanks. Uh, she's coming back this G or something like that, right? It's not yeah. just Tillman. Yeah, come on, Stat Boy, you got to figure that stuff out on the <laughs> yeah. fly. Yeah. yeah. All right. All right. <laughs> She worked for Golf Channel forever. Oh, all right. Yeah. yeah. For CBS? No, she worked yeah. for Golf Channel. But she's going to be working no, for no. Golf Channel. I'm saying she's going to be working for CBS. Yes. yes. He's played along. He's like, yeah, I don't know who that is. <laughs> <laughs> another, I don't want to get into great details, but another random fact. I don't know if she's still there when you were in school. She dated a daughter of a school teacher from where we went to high school. She dated a daughter. She's a lesbian. Of the school teacher. <laughs> Thank you for that clarification. Yeah. Oh, I was trying to help him. <laughs> okay. We'll talk about that often. I don't want to Now Russ is confused. Yeah. I'm not confused. I'm just, yeah. I don't know. Didn't expect that stat to be thrown at yeah. me. Yeah. No, it's all right. We'll just, we'll get off that topic. Lickety split. All right. So, nobody got that joke. It's a dad joke. I hey, <laughs> someone got it. <laughs> uh, I didn't want to talk about it this week. Wait, hold on. All right. But we're going to leave with it, whatever you're going after. You got ants in your pants? I don't want to talk about Bryson, but here we are. Oh, Some fire ants in your pants? <laughs> I'm sweating my balls off already down here. Dude, I got a Dude, fan. I don't know. Maybe you got ants. No. <laughs> so. I don't know. Let's get a ruling. <laughs> talk about another D-bag move. You hit it way left, you're behind a tree, and you try to claim ants were a burying animal, which turns out they're not. If you want to look up the actual rule, it is rule dash 251A for Stat Boy over there. But just the long and short of it, and you can confirm this. Stat Boy is going to argue against you. <clears throat> no, I doubt he will. A burrowing animal, and other than a worm, insect, or of such, that makes a hole for or, uh, to live in. Would you like me to read it real quick? Yep, go ahead and sure. read it to us. 25-1. If the player's ball lies in or touches an abnormal ground condition, if the condition affects his stance or swing, or if the condition is in the player's line on the green, he gets relief without penalty, parentheses, unless the ball is in a water hazard. Which at that is point, that 1 or 1A? One uh, that would be, that's 1A. Okay. So an ant, ants do not classify as a burrowing animal. 
by the rules, which that's what he was trying to get at. It's a brewing animal. Uh, well, and he saw like one ant. Like five. <laughs> so, and he points at it like it five like- feet from him. <laughs> the best take I got out of this was I saw a caddy tweet. It said the rule official should have went over and stepped on it and said, anything else? Yeah. There was I like, he pointed that. at one, one ant. <clears throat> of all of Bryson's douchebag moves, to me, this is number one. You go over, you're, you got probably a crappy lie. He did, yeah. yeah. And you see a red ant 12 feet away from your ball, so you call in a rules official. Like, and you, just hit the goddamn <laughs> ball and get away from the red at ant. At least yeah. know the you, rule before you, 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 like, argue it. And you shouldn't have been 30 yards off the fairway. It's it's every week now there's something. And that was, what, Thursday or Friday? And the following day, it must have been Thursday, the following day, <coughs> I think I texted you guys. Yep. Brooks was in the same exact spot as Bryson. He gets, steps up to hit his ball, and he goes, oh, yeah. I see an ant, and ant backs off. And yeah. Ricky Elliott starts looking, and he goes, no, nah, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah. And then Brooks hit it on, he had like a 20-foot birdie putt, I think. So, but. and anthills are considered loose impediments, and rule 33-8, if you want to look that up. Your ball has to be on a anthill, and they can be considered ground under repair. And abnormal ground, which you just read. Right. So, therefore... Bryson didn't need a drop, and you shouldn't have got a drop, which he didn't. Right. But if you're going to call for it, like, at least know what the hell you're talking about before you look like an asshole and argue with the rules official. Right. It's just crazy. Uh, you got it over there? Struggling here. The USGA is not good. They've put a bunch of PDFs up, so scrolling through 150 pages takes a second. <laughs> Bear with me. You were looking for 36, right? 33-8 slash 22. Well, we're on last week. Did you guys see Phil, DJ, and Lowry on Saturday? I did. They were wearing the same exact clothes. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I saw the meme where it was like the Spider-Man like pointed at everybody. Yes. yes. I saw that a couple they times. They're all wearing gray pants and navy blue shirts. And they all are, and I don't know who Lowry's sponsored by for clothing, but they were all three separate companies as well. Yeah. That's funny. It's actually really funny. I did see it and I saw like the meme of like the Spider-Man stuff. Yeah. But. yeah. And then I saw the tweet because JT played with Phil with Bones on the bag. And yep. there was a funny tweet that JT put on. So we were just trying to, we we're trying to not to laugh and make fun at Phil wearing those sunglasses. <laughs> and then I believe Phil's response was uh, something to the effect of, I'm just trying to stay humble and how I'm going to spend my $5 million in endorsement money. <laughs> right. Yep. We're, we're kind of jumping all over here with the golf, but so JT kind of glossed over it. World number one now with his win last week. To me, that feels like a much more suitable World number one. A hundred percent. Just credential wise. Yeah. Yeah. And I was listening to Ron press conference from this week. He made a good point. He goes, I think there's like four or five guys that if you don't play well every week, it's just going to keep rotating. Yeah. Yeah. And it was like that a couple of years ago. I looked up the world golf rankings before I came over here and Rory jumped up a little bit also. So now you got JT at one, Rom at two, and Rory at three. And then there's a decent drop-off after the three of them. So it'll be interesting. I haven't looked up the scenarios, but depending on how those guys finish, you know, is there a chance that JT's Rom, not Rom, number or, one, yeah. Rom or McElroy could jump up to number one this right. week? There's pro- I'm sure there is a crazy scenario yeah. where that could happen. But the three I'm, are, I'm, I'm guessing anyone in the top five can probably jump up. Right. Possibly. You know, there, with, a, with a win and a couple guys. Right. Because I say there was good, a reasonable. If the cut or something. Yeah, but. there was a reasonable gap between three and four. You got the rule over there? 
We're we're putting stab boy through his yeah, through his paces right now. right now. I'm sweating over here. Shouldn't have got the shouldn't have got the long sleeve shirt I, here. All that I can seem to find about ants if, is that we were still talking yeah. about. Yeah, is that they're treated as if they're a loose impediment. Always. So it's not they're a relief. Not even treated as an. A, I believe the rule from what I remember from college is that it's burrowing animals and insects don't necessarily fall Correct. into that. Correct. That's line. what I read too. That's yeah, in the yeah. book of decisions, which is not in the rules of golf. It's, there's. An encyclopedia size decisions, of yeah. decisions, which right. I mean, unless so, you're Mark Wilson from the PGA, good luck knowing anything about that. <laughs> <laughs> so if you're in Bryson's position where he was, we're saying that an ant and a rattlesnake are not in the same category. Correct. I'm shocked. <laughs> like they, they both seem just as dangerous. There's an ant 12 feet away, man. Just hit the ball. <laughs> Pain, he's really becoming a pain in the ass. Well, they were t- they actually talked about him uh, this week on uh, live from PGA. And Mark Rolfing brought up a good point. They asked about, and they literally highlighted all these antics from the last like three weeks that we've talked about, uh, hitting it out of bounds, the, you know, yeah. the cameraman, the you know, the rolling. And Mark Rolfing just said, you know, I, what he's doing. I mean, he's a great player. We can't deny that he's, you know, he's what he's doing. He's playing well. Mm-hmm. However, where he's trending with his attitude and his image is not good. No. And someone needs to pull him aside, like, and just say, "Hey, man, like, yeah, come on." And they they re-aired the clip because I actually had not seen uh, his interview about the cameraman oh. a few weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. But they also showed the clip of him hitting out of the bunker. Cameraman never filmed him throwing tantrum. <laughs> that was never in the clip. No, I mean, we, no, it wasn't throwing tantrum. It was just afterwards him walking. Yeah, that's all it was filmed. It didn't. It, it, <laughs> so. it, it, there was nothing in the camera shot that. Sh- he would deem deem you know yeah. damaging to his image. The problem is getting to the point where I don't think I don't think he's going to listen to ninety nine percent of the people that tell him, "Hey, get your act together." I think it's not their place to do this, but I think you almost need somebody like Tiger Woods or Phil Mickelson to pull him aside. And yes, in a respectful way, be like, "Hey, you're." It, and I'm Taylor's giving me a look here, but Good I'm luck a, with that. no. That's, that's what I'm saying. I'm a, I'm agreeing that it's not their place to do that, and they're not going to. But I think anyone other than like Tiger or Phil, maybe he's uh, not going to listen to him. Patrick Reed's loving this right now because yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's like, listen, man, thank you. I cheated, and no one's talking about it <laughs> anymore because yeah. you're an asshole. Yeah, yeah. But you got to figure. I mean, if Tiger pulled him aside, which isn't going to happen, but if he did yeah. and said, hey, man, you're you know, let's have a little more respect for the game. You're kind of tarnishing your legacy. You know, legacy is a strong word there, but you got a long career ahead of you, and you're already trending the wrong way. You know, just and, and now that you say that, it's because he would have made the Ryder Cup team. Now that they're not doing the Ryder Cup this year, that could he could just egg on because that could be one place that you know Tiger, Phil, or Stricker, or somebody could say something to him yeah. when they're right when they're on a team, yep. but. Without having that this year, he's got another year to. Yeah. And to support my him never winning major, I texted you guys earlier this week. He has zero top tens and fourteen majors. Did you know that over there, Stat Boy? I do now. Yeah, Stat Boy is on Wikipedia looking up ants right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which ant species burrow? Yeah. So he is he doesn't have. I mean, it's that's. I don't know. It's probably obviously made some cuts, but he's not. No top tens. Right. Yeah. Let's move on. I'm getting sick of talking about Bryson. Me too. It oh. is PGA Championship Week, and I'm pumped about that. We do have a bet. We'll do that at the end. We'll do our okay. I'm good with that. Our airing. So, uh, we'll move on to baseball. Sure. Yep. 
Should I pull I, up I, the I rules of baseball? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I've tried to watch baseball as much as we've missed sports. I've actually found it, and I'm not even working right now. And I found it really difficult to try to watch and keep up. Like, yeah, trying to watch some hockey and then turn to baseball and I'm flipping through channels. Yeah, I've been I've been watching the shit out of hockey like yeah. a lot. I and I I love hockey. My love for hockey is up there potentially greater than the love of golf. And I grew up playing baseball. I've always found it hard to sit back and watch a nine inning major league baseball yeah. game on TV. On TV, the being hell you were no just. Oh, Remember, I, he, I watch like every game. I was going to so, say, so, we, I just listened to the episode the other day. He watches 150 Braves games. <laughs> he does. Okay. Yeah. Not this Wasn't year. It, uh, I'm keeping up with them. Braves have been playing the Mets like 45 times already this year, so I've been watching them because they're on a local TV. But Wasn't it Daniel Tosh that quipped that no one wants to watch a pitching battle? I mean, I really agree yes. with that. Who wants to sit and watch a no-hitter? Yes, he did. I, I disagree. You told me I, that when he played I, the other day. I just, yeah. I would I would love a nice one nothing two one pitching battle. I'm looking forward to commercial breaks at that point. <laughs> My God! <I> don't <laughs> yeah. So I have been tuning into baseball. I've been watching a hell out of hockey. Tuning into baseball, basketball. I used to watch casually. I've tried watching a few minutes of the NBA return, and I cannot get into that. It's just not playoffs now. All. I think that's the problem. It's still a regular it's season. Still hard so to follow. Hard to, I might have something to do with it. Yeah. It's just yeah, not. But. I texted. I think I was texting you the other night when we were. We were texting about hockey, I think, and some guy was taking a, a rest already. And I'm like, they literally played two games. He's resting already. Load management. Like, <laughs> it's probably quiet. So. Yeah. Which, by I tried to get one of the virtual tickets. What a pain in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. I mean, they want you to download Microsoft Teams, so I did that. And then you log in and it says, you do not have Teams. Sign up for free. I click on that and it loops me back in. I sign in my login and it says, please sign up for Teams for free. And it just is like this revolving door. <laughs> but then you try to go into the Teams websites. There's nothing. You think like there'd be something on the front page. Like, hey, virtual ticket, apply here, whatever. Uh, the Suns, I think, actually had something on their page. But it, I don't know if it's because they're just inviting people and some teams are doing that as opposed. I didn't think it'd be that hard. I mean, I watched the Pelicans game or some of it the other night, and yeah, half the people weren't they, in virtual seats. Yeah, they couldn't fill the fifty seat virtual arena. <laughs> what is Which it that you get for the virtual ticket? Um, you basically get your mug on you get the your screen, ugly mug on TV. Exciting. Yeah, but to your, <laughs> well, like you said, the, there was multiple articles that said the Pelicans couldn't even fill the virtual seats. Right. Yeah. But you're saying it was impossible. I'm to get like, in. I couldn't even find a link to get <laughs> Pelicans virtual seats for right. future games. So, yeah, yeah. Jesus. how am I supposed to? I mean, it's kind of like a yeah. biased article, I guess. Yeah, I've been hockey twelve thirty every day. Flip the TV yeah. on while I'm working at home. The NHL throw hockey on, and then at night I usually throw baseball on the iPad. So yeah. I have both going. Then at midnight throws on porn. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's two o'clock. Two o'clock after the last game. That's oh boy. The NHL is doing this right, I will say that, with this whole restart thing. So they're, we've talked about it before. They're playing in two different cities, and they've had five to six games each day. I keep looking over your shoulder because we got the Penguins and uh, Montreal Canadiens playing right now. So That was one nothing Montreal a minute ago, and now it's yeah, two to one Pittsburgh. One. Can you refresh all of us on how the NHL is doing the restart? Yep. Because so, they're in series right now, correct? Um, Most of them. 75% of it is. So they took – they ex- expanded this playoff. So there's 24 teams playing right now, 12 in the West, 12 in the East. So the whole Western Conference is in Edmonton. The whole Eastern Conference is in Toronto. Correct. Of those 24 teams. Okay. 
for each conference, seeds one through four are I, automatically into the next round. As as of the end of whatever, whenever it was, March, whenever they stopped go, play. Go, yeah. Okay. Going into this restart, based on standings from March, so going into this restart, teams one through four in each conference are already into the next round. So they're playing round-robin style, so they're actually playing the other three teams. And then at the end of that, they're reseeded based on those round-robin games. They're reseeded so the, one through four. Each top four in each conference is playing each other. Yes. yes. So first seed will play a game against seeds two, three, and four. So they're playing single games, top four. Correct. Right. They're just playing a round-robin single games. Okay. So if, if you were the one seed coming into this, you could potentially be the four seed coming out of it. Which we're seeing in the East. Boston yes. is was clear number one. They've lost their first two games, so they're actually the fourth seed now. So the interesting thing there, if it could flip-flop for them okay. going into the actual playoff. Okay. That makes sense because some of these games I'm watching, and they mention it's round robin, and then I watch another yes. game, and it's – Exactly. It's so, like series tied, 1-1. One, one. Yep. Like, so – I mean, the big thing I know right now is the Rangers are done. Yeah. So, yeah, keep them moving. <laughs> keep them moving. Seeds five through two. How, How is going? that different from any other year? Because if at the end of the year they're the one seed. Oh, no, I meant the Rangers. Keep it moving. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's on it. So, seeds five through 12 are paired up. So, five would be playing 12, et cetera. Okay. And they're playing a best of five qualifying round. Winner of that series gets into the next round. Loser goes home. Okay. Okay. So, as of right now, the only series that's over is the Carolina Hurricanes swept the New York Rangers. Keep them moving. Keep them moving. So, at the end of this, you'll have eight teams that advance, and they'll get paired up based on the seedings. They'll reseed completely. And then it goes to series. And then it goes into the traditional playoff format from there on out. So, the, the interesting thing this year is we talked about the draft lottery. So... A team to be determined won the lottery a month ago. Yep. We kind of went over that scenario. Yep. So th the scenario we're seeing now is Carolina moved on, so they can't win that. The Rangers that are now going home now have a chance to win the first, first round pick. pick. So that's kind of the interesting thing in this. If, if the lottery had played out like normal and, like, the Rangers going home could draft no better than 12 yeah. – then it, it wouldn't be a big deal. Right. Right now. That's kind of the interesting thing is now every team that gets eliminated has an equal chance of getting first overall. So there's eight teams up for the chance for the number one pick. Yeah, and the number one pick, we've talked about Alexis Lafreniere, is a generational game-changing talent. talent. So this series, for example, I'd, I'm not a Penguins fan, but I actually want them to win this and move into the qualifying round so that they, that they do, get the cannot pick. get the first overall pick. Because you could have... The highest seed that could go home is fifth overall. So you could have a fifth seed in the conference actually win the first overall pick this year. Which normally wouldn't happen. Which right. normally would never happen. Correct. Not a chance. Correct. Yeah. So I, I have one complaint about what the NHL is doing with time scheduling. How do you not put McDavid in prime time? Yeah. Hey, the game tonight. 1030. 10 his, his first game was at like 3 o'clock on Saturday, which still isn't – obviously it was the first day, so it yep. probably helped a little bit. Right. But it still wasn't, yep. you know, that 8 o'clock game at night. And then the other two games have been 1030 yeah. at night. We'll touch on him a little bit later. So, yeah. But All right. I, I agree. Which I, we, I, I kind of brought this up to you guys with the two cities about when are they going to air games. Mm -hmm. 
But to your point, if it's somebody yeah. that it's like a going to be a watch game, yeah, like it sucks for us. It's ten thirty, yeah. but for them, right. But at the same yeah. time, they have a, a Western Conference game every day at two thirty. It's been two thirty, six thirty, ten thirty. So I could put them at the six thirty Eastern, which is four thirty there. But then you're presenting him to the entire country instead of at ten thirty. You're really getting right. Yeah. A little east, yeah. probably a little central, and that's about it. The one thing I think a lot of people were worried about was, all right, they've had, whatever, three months off, four months off. How is the intensity going to – is the intense intensity going to be there in these games, or is it going to take a while to get back into back it? Back in that groove. <clears throat> the very first game with this restart was Carolina against New York. That was last Saturday at, yeah. like – 12 noon yeah, or 12 30 yeah, yeah. or something and like the that. gloves got dropped didn't they within three within minutes, the like couple first couple minutes of the game yeah jesper foss got absolutely freight trained yeah. and there was a fight right after and there were a couple of big hits within the first five minutes i think it wasn't the first goal like a minute in yeah there's a goal yeah. quick and then a fight so the first 10 minutes of that rangers hurricanes game was like okay never mind the intensity is going to be there, there to answer that question and i think in the first five whatever it's been five or six days there's already been like 11 fights or yeah. something like that which fights per game i think that's got to be and, up over the regular yeah, season and usually in the playoffs you don't see fights yeah. so so it's it's been it's been fun to watch the intensity intensity's been there it's definitely a playoffs at playoff atmosphere i've definitely had hockey on while i'm here doing stuff Penguins throughout the day but replay but it's the intensity i've always said i enjoyed playoff hockey because yeah, they you know it is more intense, kind of like kind of like NBA. They actually play defense, yeah. which I've actually noticed. I've yeah. turned on a couple of games and I'm like, yeah. holy shit, they're trying. Yeah. They're playing defense. I watch hockey all year long. Like I said, it's my one of my favorite sports, if not my favorite. But I've always I totally understand when casual fans say, you know what, I don't watch the regular season, but the playoffs are exciting as hell because it it does get cranked up a notch in the playoffs. Yeah, and I couple of things. So I, I don't know how many games there have been, like 22 probably as of now, 23. There's been 10 one-goal games so far. Yeah. Good there was, stat. There was eight going into today. We didn't even have Stat Boy over there, but. <laughs> two, I'm doing two. some social media promotion. <laughs> so you're welcome. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> and there's, all, there's only been one overtime game, and then there's a shootout because of the round robin. So, so they I was going to say the, uh, yeah, the round robin games between seeds one through four are playing regular season format. So if they go to overtime, they play a five-minute three-on-three then they go to a shootout, whereas all the other games in the qualifying rounds, they're playing continuous 20-minute overtime, sudden death. So you, you kind of have to remind yourself when the games are late and tied, you have to think, okay, am I watching a round robin or am I watching a qualifying game? Because yeah. they have different playoff formats. And there's so many – and I know we've talked about it before in the past. Usually, like, you get that late game, like during the Stanley Cup or the Western yep. Eastern Conference Finals, and you're like – it's like – in between second intermission, and you're, it's like twelve thirty, and you're like, I gotta stay up, but yeah. do I take like a fifteen minute nap to like <laughs> get a power nap in, yeah, so I can stay up because yeah. you don't know how long it's gonna go. So, I also read, and we don't want to go down this hole too far, but so far, this was like two days ago. The NHL had administered, it was like seventy five hundred yes co- I did see this. COVID tests for this whole thing, and have had zero positive cases so the players are actually following the rules staying in their hotel room quarantining they're not going out and whatnot and so far we're seeing that product transfer to the ice where 
there's been no BS with teams that have to cancel games and things like that nature. So you mean teams aren't going to the casino and to the clubs? Yeah, really. So that's been the one <laughs> positive thing about. According the, to Derek uh, Jeter, the Marlins didn't either. Yeah. So they went to dinner, and one guy <laughs> left and went to like a teammate must have lived there to his family's house. Yeah. There was a player on the European tour. Stat boy, I got something for you. Love to hear it. There was a guy on the European tour. He got kicked off. Got kicked out of the event this week because him and his caddy did not follow quarantine rules. You have to look that up. He got kicked off Excellent. this morning. They did not what? Follow the rules? Quarantine oh, the no. rules or European tour, no. like COVID rules, yeah. They were, that, out, they were out and about, basically. Get that mic a little closer, Taylor. When you, not awkward. <laughs> not awkwardly close. Not awkwardly <laughs> close. A <laughs> uh, so. couple other baseball things. Mookie Betts. Baseball. It, we we start. That's how we started with we baseball. We did start with baseball. Because <laughs> right. yeah. um, I got another hockey thing. All right. We'll go ahead. We'll go. We'll just. We're just jumping around yeah. tonight. I like it. BS. Mookie, Mookie Betts' throw from right field the oh other night. Oh my god, that was nasty. That was a good throw. That was nasty. Hell of a throw. And that's. I think it was the second time he's done it. This yeah. throw was definitely better than the one he had yeah. previously. I think. And then I think he hit a home run an inning or two later. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, my MVP pick. Congrats, Mike Trout. Had a baby, and then his first at bat last night hit a home run. Hit a home run. Yep. Mike had a baby. It's a home run. All right. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right, as long as we're run, randomly jumping around. So Mike Trout, Angels, Shohei Otani is my lineage to this conversation. Right. We got a Stat Boy right, update. We're going to pause. Stat Boy's got an uh, update. I believe the player you're talking about would actually be an American golfer named John Catlin and his caddy after they leave COVID-19 bubble to eat at a restaurant. They could just DoorDash. I mean, couldn't. That's who it was. Mm-hmm. European tour event, all right. Dismissed from the European tour and kicked out of the English championship after the pair breached their quarantine bubble to have dinner at a restaurant. Right. There it is. Interesting. Back to you, Russ. Hopefully dinner was worth it. (laughs) So Shohei Otani came over from Japan like three years ago maybe. Yeah. Touted as this huge, relatively young prospect. A lot of hype. Who can pitch and hit. A lot of hype. Ever since he's been in the majors, he has had, going off the top of my head here, a major arm injury every year. Yeah. And a couple days ago, it was announced that he's out. He can't pitch for four to six weeks with some sort of an elbow injury. This was a night after, a day after I watched part of an Angels game and he clubbed a a mammoth home run to right field. And if you're the Angels, at what point do you just say, okay, you are now an outfielder, right? Slash DH, and you are no longer pitching. Yeah. The The guy looks like he could be one of the best hitters in baseball. But he's always on the DL because of pitching-related injuries. Yeah. To me, it's time to just say, okay, you're, you're no longer a pitcher. Right. Yeah. I agree. So is he out four to six weeks? No, they, they said he could still he could, DH. Yeah, they said he could hit. Which, I, to me, could. You're not pitching anymore. Right. Yeah. That's, just make the decision. You hyped <laughs> this guy up. You paid him a boatload of money. Like, yeah, because if he can't pitch, I assume he can't play the outfield. Correct. I mean, and, he can't throw. And he's right-handed, yes. and he bats he, throws. he bats left-handed. So your right arm's so, your lead arm. Yeah, to me, it has to his, hinder your hitting a I, little bit. I would think so. And therefore, long-term, as a hitter, you don't want to continue to have elbow injuries. Right. To me, it's time to just put your foot down for the Angels and say, hey, you're you're now an outfielder slash DH. Yeah, I agree. And that's what, obviously we don't know. I'd be curious if he's the one pushing it or are the Angels the ones pushing right. that they want yeah. him to do both. Is he on a guaranteed contract? All baseball yes, contracts all are baseball guaranteed. Con- yeah. And he's getting like so, yeah. it's like twenty three million a year, something like that. Yeah, plus, he got decent money. Plus they plus the Angels had to 
I'm assuming had to pay a massive transfer fee to get him over here from the rights to talk Japanese to him and team. Yeah. yeah. So they have a lot of money invested. Then the Yankees in do that one year. They spend a boatload of money just to talk to Tanaka. Yes. Right. Yeah. Just to talk to him. So, especially this year when, I mean, I had the Angels as the AL World Series pick. Right. Because they've got Anthony Rendon now in the middle of a lineup with Trout, Rendon, Otani, and Pujols. So Pujols there. I mean, that's a stout lineup, and you don't want him out of the lineup because of a, an elbow injury. So, I don't know. So I had a question for the two of you. All right. <clears throat> I got an answer. I, I know, know you do. I don't know if it's right, but I got an answer. So, I'm a Yankees fan. Yes. I don't tout it. I don't parade around. Would you both agree with that? Yeah. I mean, I grew up not, Yankees. Not to us, so. No, I mean, I grew <laughs> up a Yankees fan. I always have Compared been. Compared to most Yankees fans, you are correct. I just, I'm a Yankee fan. I grew up a Yankee yeah. fan since I was a kid. My brothers were, and it's just kind of how I was raised. Saw your tweet the other night and said Aaron Judge is going to be annoying. Could you elaborate? Um, can I elaborate later? Sure. All right. I think you'll know where that's going. I don't, but I do. I watched um, a couple of games. And I'm just like, and I'm not. I'm not being a homer here because I'm a Yankees fan. Right, so if you're going to throw him batting practice pitches down the middle, yeah. he's going to smash it. I right. do want you to so, know that Acuna's got a higher on base percentage than him this year. I don't give just a shit so about you know. that right now. We're talking about Judge. <laughs> True. Yes, I will give Judge credit, which is horribly painful for me to do because he's in a Yankees uniform. Yeah. Uh, Would you take I'll him give, on the Pirates? I'll, well, yes, of course. Okay. <laughs> I'll give it away why I said I'll get on it later because we're bringing back the three mm-hmm. three stars of the week. So. I listed him, and it was god awful painful to put him on my list of stars. But, but I, I just trying, I thought, trying to I, remain unbiased. His his name came up, and I just said, I can't. But I, I just I'm watching the games, and I've seen the guy in person amongst like at a, you know I've gone yeah. to a game, seen him in person. The best way to describe him is he's the kid in little league that's bigger than everybody else. He really is that big. I mean, the yeah. guy's like six seven. He just yeah. he's a monster. Right. And if you're gonna throw him. Anything over the plate, and he, t- I mean, he doesn't even have to hit it hard. Yeah. He's going to hit it hard enough probably to get out of the stadium or over the fence. The thing that convinced me, get him on my three star list, is so he had that six home run right. stretch in five games. And then I went to look that up to confirm it, and he hit another one yeah. in this afternoon's game. Yeah, he hit seven. Oh, did he? Yeah. So, he's got seven now. All right. As long as we're being random here, jumping around. So my other tweet that I believe the Yankees are. Stealing signal, stealing signs, yes. the old-fashioned way. The Taylor, world. are you on Twitter? Give I'm me not, a- but I can find whatever you're looking okay. for. So I had noticed somebody else had posted a clip from over the weekend showing Judge on second base, and he put his arms out, and as soon as the catcher gave the sign, he did something with his hand. He gave some sort of signal, which he did it in a way that it just looked weird, and I didn't right. think about it. And I will – I'll preface this conversation by saying this is different than what the Astros did. Right. The Astros use technology and, and whatnot. What the Yankees doing are doing, in my opinion, on the field. Unless they got a buzzer on them and then they're just correct. They're, they're buzzing him, telling him to do whatever. A, a runner at second looking at the catcher and relaying that signal to the hitter is. It's kind of like the old school. It, it's that That's the way you should steal fine. signs. Yes. It's, it's fine in quotes. It's now. A, it's got a written rule. But. If you catch a fastball to the rib cage, the next at bat, in yeah. my opinion, you have nothing to complain yeah, about. That's old school baseball. Yeah, don't bitch about it. So the thing that confirmed it for me on Sunday Night Baseball was the Yankees and the Red Sox. Gary Sanchez hit a double, so he was on second. And 
they zoomed in on the pitcher, and you could see Gary Sanchez in the background. And he went up, he went up to adjust his helmet, which is completely normal. But then he put his hand right as the pitcher was getting the signal, and he tapped on his head like three or four times. Yeah. Next, it looked shady. Next pitch was a breaking ball inside, and Urshela hit a RBI double down the line. Now, probably all runners adjust their helmet, right? So if you go up and do this, and the sign's coming, and it's a fastball, and you bring your hand away, nobody thinks anything of it. So that's your way of saying fastball. But when it's curveball or something off speed, and you tap your head three times, and it was it was zoomed in like noticeable. Yeah. yeah. So again, it shady. Again, it's different than the Astros scenario. I'm not comparing the two, but like you said, it's it's old school baseball. If, probably a ton of teams do it. Just find a better way to hide it. If right. if some of fix someone your, adjust your belt, something different. Yeah. Like what, what, what do you got, Taylor? If someone when catches I, it, when I do my best to look for it, I find a lot about Judge being a part of something in 2017 with the Astros. <laughs> so Taylor, here's my. This is the video I tweeted out. So just press play on that real quick. So again, this is Gary Sanchez on second base, and the next pitch yeah, was an, clear, R, was clear, an RBI double. It's a clear like three or four tap on his top of his helmet. Yeah, that's it's that's not a natural no, that's motion. Definitely a, hey, look You're, at what I've got going yeah. on here. Yep. I got a peek at that sign. So, or he can see grip in the glove. The, yeah. the pitcher's doing yeah, like yeah. he's not like yeah. Right. Yep. So and again, that's fine. But if teams pick up on that and Gary Sanchez does it again and catches a fastball, the rib cage, he, he can't really complain about. See, I'm it. a realist Yankee so. fan. <laughs> I, I really am. And I think because of the Astros cheating scandal, I'm kind of watching baseball games and trying to pick up on more of the shit than I'm than I usually would. You got one of those boards in your room. It's got like <laughs> it's got like pictures and strings strung to it. Yep. Like Charlie Kelly from Yeah. It's always sunny. Carol. <laughs> uh where the hell are we going next with this conversation? So, I don't know. I got a my boy Soroka. Oh, that was tough. That sucks, man. Tore his Achilles. He got a lot, and the next day was his birthday, which makes it even yeah. worse. That is really but, shitty. Like you don't want to see that anybody. Yeah. There's and I saw Scherzer left in the first inning today. He hopped off the mound to cover first, and he just pulled oh. up and left oh. left the game. And I haven't seen anything on that. But yeah, Soroka's. I, I was watching the game and I missed it. I think I fell asleep for a few minutes. And they were talking about oh, well, when I woke up, he wasn't pitching. So I rewound to see what happened, and they. They had one of those slow-mo replays zoomed in on his leg, and you could see as soon as he stepped, you see that vibration of his calf. And I was like, man, he either just tore his calf or his Achilles. And there's – I mean, I have no dislike for Soroka. I barely know much about him. Right. But that, to me, a torn Achilles is one of those injuries where I, I don't want that to happen to any right. any, That's per, a, any person in general. You're, you're done for like a year. Yeah. Well, yeah. And Russ yes. and I were talking, it was his right foot, which is his push-off foot. As a right-handed pitcher, it's the one you push off with. So you yeah. hope – Long term, and especially with it could being be a, what it's could be August issue. now. Yeah, he might not be back until I, the last month of the season next I, year. I I would be willing to bet right now you don't see him next season. Probably. You look at Kevin Durant tore his last NBA playoffs in May June, right? Yep, and he's he, still in. He, he's not playing in this restart. He's else. an NBA player though. So well, <laughs> he's not Canadian like Soroka. There you go. Hey, I'll be back. Hey. Eh? <laughs> He probably tore it and said, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> he had this look on his face like he knew what happened. Yeah. And he was like, you got to be kidding me. Like, he knew exactly what he just did. If you watch it in, like, real time, it didn't look like much. It just looks like he slipped. But then, again, that slow-mo <laughs> zoomed in on his leg was like, yeah, his Achilles or his and, calf. And they announced he tore his Achilles, like, 
an hour after the game. Like, when, it was no time. When Kobe tore his, I can't remember who they were playing. You have to go back and look. But he uh, he fell and grabbed his foot, and he looked at the guy next to him and said, did you kick that's, me? That's what Soroka kind of did that, too. He looked behind him, almost like, what the hell just hit me? Yeah, like, what just yeah. kicked me? Yeah, Kobe and thought I, he got kicked. And I think... I think Durant said the same thing last year. He said it's the same sensation. You think somebody was behind you and just, like, hit your leg with a bat or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was nasty. If you're wondering, that was against the Warriors. Yes. Look at Stat guy's on Stat top guy's of it. He's on top of it. a boy. He was struggling at first. Now he's, now he's catching up. <laughs> he's being proactive that. here. He's not waiting for questions. <laughs> if you uh, tear your Achilles, thank God for guaranteed contracts at least, right? That's well, true. He's, he's still probably. He, he's he's, on, his, out, he's on his rookie contract, so he's not. Yeah, not he's not good. He's twenty three years old. Yeah, he's young. He was. But, see, one of the rookie of the year finalists. Yeah. Sure. Yep. Yeah. yeah, that's tough. So, how? I mean, the Braves have a potent lineup, and they now have nobody to pick. They have right? one starting pitcher left because Soroka's hurt. Hamels isn't ready yet. Felix Hernandez opted out. Yep. Fulton Evich got DFA'd. He's been bad. Yeah. Newcomb's a reliever. They're trying to bring him back. He was pitching well when I left the house tonight. But So, realistically, I mean, they're gonna have what to, do you think they do? Do they trade for somebody? So, they said they they have a couple of young prospects that are supposed to be good. Do you bring them up and give them some reps? Yeah, and then if it doesn't work out, you make a trade. I told Russ, go after DeGrom right now. Yeah. I mean, send, send the farm to the Mets. With a short season, do you? I mean, if that's the case, if I'm I, the, if you got if with a short season, I think you got to make the decision now because yeah, yeah you don't want to wait. And like I said, if you have to throw the farm at the Mets and say, "Hey, we want Degrom," but you're going to get Christian Bache and Ian Anderson and you know three of the top five prospects, do it. I mean, does Degrom and Degrom obviously we got some runs the other night, but. Usually he doesn't get runs, and I think the Braves have put up going into tonight. They put up seventy runs already this year. They're leading baseball. So what if you for a short season because it is short and it's kind of abnormal? Do you play the next like week and a half, week tops? See how your pitching goes. If you guys, the guys you were throwing are doing okay, do you kind of just see where it goes? Do you make a hasty move and say, like you said, let's throw the farm at somebody, let's get somebody? Or do you bring your prospects up and chalk it up to a short season? Just say, "Hey, we got sixty games. Yeah. Let's get our prospects some reps." So, if they didn't, if they don't bring their prospects up, how many, how many starting pitchers do they have on the team right now? Is it more than like three? One. They literally have. Well, right. Kyle Wright's. A lot of these guys haven't pitched in the majors. Right. So Kyle they, Wright's thrown four games. So if they don't bring a prospect up, they truly have. They're four. automatically going to. A opening pitcher and bullpen games. Yeah, I mean Newcomb. Newcomb was a starter, and then he struggled yeah. couple, like three years yeah, ago. You, so they brought they. He was a reliever last year. I don't think even in a shortened season, I don't think you can realistically last without at least at least three pitchers that you know you yeah. can get minimum of five. And, and that's why, and I don't know anymore. I don't know how close Hamels is. They thought he could potentially be ready for the season. Then a couple weeks before, they said he's not going to yeah. be ready. So he's close, but they've got a do something, and I, I know they've, as soon as they found out Hamels was not ready and Felix Hernandez was opting out, because obviously even Felix, obviously he's past his prime and everything, but still would have been, he's a veteran starter. and Still a body can, that can give you five right. innings. And so innings. I know they've been looking for trades already just yeah. to try to yeah. pair up with something. Yeah. But with a shortened season, right, it hurts is, I, I'm going to throw a team out like the Rangers. Like, yeah, they're probably not 
good for a full 162 games. They're probably not making the playoffs, but in 60 games, they may. Keep it's it gonna moving. be it's, but Keep it's going <laughs> <laughs> to be hard to right. It's going to be hard to peel yeah. a, a yes. starter away from Correct. a team when they're still in the hunt because it's a sprint. It's a right. it's a hundred percent a sprint yeah. this year. That's why I ask. Like, do you? I mean, you got to have that conversation. Do you, do you say, hey, we bring our prospects up? Let's see what they do. I right. think I think you have to do that. Yeah, so it'll be interesting what, over the next week. Or do you make a really hasty decision do and possibly get rid of people you didn't really want to get rid of? Yeah. Just to get one pitcher who might get who might throw, what, 12 to 18 yeah. games? Right. I mean, they've got probably a top five offense in baseball. Yeah. And if Soroka's out this year and next, so even looking into next year, yeah, they're top five offense. You can't waste a top five offense for two years. No, no, without a pitching staff. Yeah, right. Yeah, so I think that I think they've got it. Do they have like? Do they have two good prospects? Realistically, yeah. they could call up to yeah. at least fill a role. Well, Kyle Wright's up already. Like I said, he's only thrown. He is started he the, five games. You see the one pitcher you're talking about? No, okay. Max Freed's the the one starter okay. they've got. So you got Freed, Wright, and then Wright, is there a and then third potential, Ian Anderson. To me, you've got to call somebody just like that up, up, and yeah. you yeah, just let him go. And if it's disastrous first two starts, then and you've that, got to make I, a trade. That's why I mentioned like, I mean, everybody jokes about it, but like, if you throw if you throw three top five, top six prospects at the Mets for Degrom, mm-hmm. they may take it because I say they're they're in a hole. They're still in a hole. They they're probably the fourth best team in that division still with Philly, Washington, Atlanta. Maybe Degrom just. So. Just don't show up. Give him a call and say, "Hey, I'm in Atlanta. I'm staying here." Uh, we're mentioning Degrom because we were texting the other night. Mets and Braves were playing. Degrom was throwing, and I, I haven't he's, watched many of Degrom's games, but oh my god, is he filthy? Yeah, he, it's, his stuff is just absolutely. What, and they mentioned it. The well, oh yeah, it was the Mets broadcast in the past. So he's won back to back Cy Youngs. Yeah, and the Mets in his starts are thirty and thirty seven. That's not good. No, it shows how bad their offense is. I think that uh, he's also a lot older than I thought he was. Yeah, yeah, he's like he's like thirty two. Yeah, I think you bring prospects up and hope it works out. Yeah, and like worked said, out for Washington that year. They brought. They said we're not bringing Harper up. He's staying down for another year. And bring yeah. the guy up, and he was yeah. he had MVP season what the following year or something like that. I, I th- it's it's a lot different though. I think being a position player versus a pitcher. I'm sure, it's but Charter step in that it, as a pitcher. But. My point is, it worked out for them, and their plan was to not bring him up at all yeah. that year. Yeah, so it'll be interesting what they do because I think going into Freed and Soroka are the only guys that had been past five innings. And right. obviously, those only two or three starts, but the other guys are like throwing like three innings and they're pulling them because they had some of these young guys and they've got like 60 pitch count on them. Yeah, they're going to do so they're opening pitcher, bull, the, like you said, bullpen games. If and they the, don't. the bigger issue is as the season goes along, we've had some COVID issues with the Marlins right. and Cardinals. I still don't. I still think every team in the majors is probably going to play at least eight to ten doubleheaders. Yeah. Mm-hmm. By the time this is all said and done, especially I think the Yankees are playing tonight. So, right. Philly. Yeah. So if you get into a scenario where the Braves have two doubleheaders in a week, and you got a reliever who opens a game, right, throws three or four innings, he's not going to be able to throw in the next game. Yeah. And is he going to be able to throw the next day? Yeah, because yeah, that's so. as you just mentioned. I know the Braves. I think there's like five teams that have played twelve games already, and then the Phillies and Marlins have played four. Yep. Going yep. into today, yep. that's a huge difference, and yeah. and obviously I don't the Mar- I think the Cardinals have played five because they've now missed a couple series. Yep. yep. So I, I know the Braves are playing Philly, so 
because Phillies and Yankees are playing today, so they're making they'll, up. So yeah. they'll be able to play yeah. this weekend because they're playing. Yeah. So and while those COVID tests haven't affected the Braves, at some point you've got to jumble the whole schedule to right. make it work. Yeah. So I don't know. What we got here is uh, a uh, clusterfuck. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what you call it. Yeah. Is that accurate, Stat Boy? I think you should put the explicit content warning right before Kyle says that. Yeah. <laughs> this is Mark explicit. I got I got one. I got a – just to help Russ here. Okay. LeBron the other night mm. had his 991st consecutive 10-plus point game. How does it make you feel, Russ? I think my fat ass go out there and get 10 points. I'm not impressed. <laughs> <laughs> How many consecutive games have they spent? Feeding him the ball the whole game is what I'd like to see the yeah. stats on. How ten many points. Times does he get passed to yeah. every Dude, time. Ten That's points. Come on. Jordan only did it 866 times in a row. It's ten points. He was a team player. That's that's over <laughs> ten seasons. <laughs> wait, wait. You're saying look up, look up LeBron assist versus Jordan assist, and then we'll see who's the team player. Oh Jesus. Ah. Uh, here we no, go. No, I, I no Jordan definitely. Jordan better, but. only did it that many times. Yet that's over ten seasons worth. Right, but LeBron's done 130 more times in a row. That's pretty impressive. It's 10 points. I'm not impressed. I, who else has done it, though? He should be able to go out there and do that on one leg. <laughs> Durant was all, there's. I think I don't know what the next active the guy has got something for us over here. LeBron had 9,300 assists. Michael Jordan has 5,600. That's 4,000 difference. Yes, significant. I don't know what the active streak. Durant was fifth on that list of 562 games, but it's not active anymore. Wait, can you say those but, stats again? Uh, let's see here. LeBron had 9,300. Oh, so you got their career stats right there. Can you also I have their assist stats pulled up? Yes. Can you also reference games played? Just out of curiosity. So they while he's looking that up, right now. My, for somebody who we're arguing is potentially greatest ever. 10 points, I don't care how many games in a row, does right. not impress me. But agree. But points. think about think about how many times a guy plays and gets injured first quarter and then can't finish. That it, it wouldn't count. LeBron played 1,200. Michael Jordan has played. or LeBron has played 1,200. Jordan played 1,072. So, okay. so they're right in the same ballpark. So that okay. 30% difference is pretty significant. It's also we've talked about it before. Games were a lot lower scoring when Jordan played. Yeah, I just thought it was interesting. Nine hundred ninety-one consecutive games. But that's it's pretty 10 points. I know. I agree, but it's still staying healthy that long and be able. Could to you cherry pick five times to say, hey. <laughs> <laughs> right? You take you me out of the game after that. At the end of a game, you could get hacked and sent to the free throw line for. Six of those ten points within a five minute yeah, span. That's a really good point. He's a terrible free throw shooter, though, so maybe, <laughs> maybe not him. Okay. <laughs> All right. Either way, and they did clinch the first seed in the West. Which, by the way, his quote was, "No one said I could do it." Like who? Who, who said f- that? Who the fuck said you couldn't do it? <laughs> who's? Who's? You just make it up in your head I, to make yourself feel better. Maybe he's I like Jordan. I make shit up agree. in his head, and then Nobody, yeah. no, they said I couldn't do it. <laughs> Nobody said you couldn't do it. You yeah. moron. Nobody said LeBron and Anthony Davis couldn't be number one in the West. <laughs> I don't even need Stabboy to look that up. Oh, I know that nobody oh, said. Are that. you yeah. making more drinks for us? Right now, I'm club thrower. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. What else you got? So I had something real quick. I got a quick hit on the NHL too. All right. So uh, I'll go real quick. Uh, 
We don't have to talk about it just just for clarity. The Rock Spine, the XFL, do you guys think it's going to last? No. No, I don't. No. Me either. I appreciate them trying, but. I think it's a horrible investment. Yeah. yeah. We, we've spent a couple episodes talking about how. It was $15 million of his over $1 billion net worth. I think it's okay. And it wasn't even all him, right? Flops, I'm, come on. Well, did he put $15 million or was it $15 million for the. Yeah, I believe he spent fifteen million. Okay, I thought it was I thought it was fifteen million for the investment. The you whole investment. Group. You couldn't buy an NFL team for fifteen million. Right. I could be. I can look that up in a minute. But yeah, so sure when you're done mixing yeah. your drink, Bar- <laughs> bartender boy here, not stat boy. Either way, I, we we spent a couple episodes talking about the XFL. I think the XFL is a nightmare. It's not going to work. And sure, at fifteen million, maybe one percent of the Rock's right. money, but. I, I don't know. I don't know. And obviously, he played football in Miami, so maybe it's a, it's a passion, it's a hobby yeah. thing for him. But uh, to me, yeah. yeah. So, what's he going to get for fifteen million? I mean, he's for fifteen million, it's twenty million dollars in publicity. Yeah, that's what you. <laughs> we mentioned last time Patrick Mahomes bought a small percentage of the, the Royals, Kansas City Royals baseball team. To me, The Rock probably could have found somebody. Jerry Jones probably would have been willing. Hey, The Rock, give me me $15 million, and I'll call you a part owner of the Dallas Cowboys. To me, that sounds more fun than owning the XFL. Yeah, but $15 million to Jerry is like $2 to you and I. Understood. Understood. (laughs) I mean, I get it. But either way. He he probably could have put some money in the Dolphins. (laughs) They need need some help. He could probably play for the Dolphins. (laughs) (laughs) That's a valid point. There's ice in that. Oh, here. Speaking of football, did you see Josh Allen was on Good Morning Football? Yes. I think it was yesterday or today. It's, deba- and they, it's debatable, huh? There was ice in there. <laughs> <laughs> Is it just a Shout ball? <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. We're good? And there is, yes. I just packed it in. So, I think Mahomes, and, Mahomes had put out a tweet asking Allen if he wanted to go. You're good. Make noise. We don't care. <laughs> Just throw that anywhere. Just throw, yeah. throw an ice around Kyle's basement. It's all right. Got to get him bartending school. Uh, so Mahomes put out a tweet to Allen to say who could throw the ball further. Yeah. So yeah, obviously and stuff felt and Allen said this morning or yesterday whenever he was on Good Morning Football that him and Mahomes had something going and then COVID hit. They were going to raise money for charity and and but he said yeah I'm up for it let's do it let's see who can throw the ball further. Cool. So that makes I mean, something. Why not? Why not have some fun with right. it? Right. You know? Yeah. Sounds Holmes like said all, he could throw it to eighty to eighty-five. I, I wouldn't doubt that. Yeah. I mean, Josh Allen throws eighty on accident. <laughs> yeah. <he laughs> throws receivers. Yeah. Yeah. Problem is, the receivers are always sixty yards <laughs> yeah. out there. I think it sounds like it's all in good fun between the two yeah. of them. Oh yeah. So yeah, why not? Yeah, I think they're they're having fun with it, and obviously, yeah, if sure. they can raise money for charity and yeah. Um, your NHL hit. I can't believe we didn't mention this last week. So Seattle, the newest franchise, we didn't mm-hmm. talk about this, right? No. They finally, they finally named their team name and released their uniforms. Yeah. Oh, good or bad. So I think it's good. Sick. They're Sick f- uniforms. So they're officially calling themselves the Seattle Kraken. I think I heard rumor of that. So the Kraken is a it, mythical sea monster. It's a uh, Norwegian. It's a- a black rum that sneaks up on you i'm not <laughs> talking <true>. from experience <laughs> or am i yeah because they announced it we were playing it was the, was the first the first day of the best ball yeah so the kraken is like a norwegian sea monster like similar to loch ness and the seattle area obviously is big in maritime fishing industry so yep. something ocean related made sense kind of octopusy right something like that 
Yeah. Octopus ish. Let's go there. I don't know. If I, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I don't know if I have any legs, but but the, yeah. So they. What colors they go with? Like the Seahawks uniforms. So oh. it's it, it's it's more of a teal. I'd say it's actually closer to like the Seattle Mariners. Yeah. It's okay. like a, it's like a teal green, less black, teal. gray, and actually yeah. not I think, that neon. I think green. some red. I think some red highlights. I like not it. that this I like it. not that this helps the viewers, but I could pull it up on Instagram. Yeah, real the, quick. the logo's a big S, and it's got like the eyes. It's got like a kraken yeah. head in it. It's, it's it's pretty cool looking. So that's their logo. So, right, those, so those of you watching on YouTube, Russ is showing in. Oh, that is that listening is with the red eye. And that then, blue uh, is almost like check a it out. It's Tennessee Titans blue. Yeah, it's a sick logo. Where's the actual uniforms? That is sweet. But uh, yeah, they they in my opinion they did a good job. Rain City bitch pigeons would have been better. <laughs> There's that's like a mock up of the uniform, red highlights and okay, those are almost Titan colors. Yes, with yep. a little red in it. Yep. Yeah, yeah, it's, so. but yeah, like you said, it's definitely closer to Mariners than yeah. Oh yeah, Seahawks. yeah, yeah. I like it. I don't don't hate it. Are you looking that up, Stat Boy? Yeah. So. Oh, look at this. There's look at this logo. guy. There's the logo. I like it. Those of you listening on Doesn't really help Apple or Spotify. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, if you're listening, go look up Seattle Kraken, their new logo, uniforms. Speaking of new it's, uniforms, it's good I saw a picture today. <clears throat> I'm not going to get into the political debate of why we're changing the name of the Washington Redskins, but did you see the Washington football team's new helmets? No. Yeah. I thought they were filming uh, Remember the Titans again. With the number on it. That's it. It's That's the same it. color, just new number. Yep. So, shit, let's jump into this rabbit hole. If you have to rebrand because you're doing it for the PC reason, mm-hmm. do you change colors too? Just do full rebrand? Yeah, and then we talk about it. I think I would just go. I would just find new. I would rebrand like total. Yeah. Yeah. I. So their helmets look like Alabama, I guess. Yeah. Pretty close, yes. except for the yellow. With the yellow stripe on it. Yeah. So I, um, yeah, I, I picture that too over there. I do. Look at this guy. Bam. That a boy, stat boy. I'm not guaranteeing I would change colors, but I would give changing colors just as much of an opportunity as keeping my colors. I'm going to evaluate the whole thing. Right. If I have to change my name, and there's a good chance that whatever name you pick, the colors aren't appropriate for that. Right. Right. That's what I was just going to say. What so, if you find something like, oh, it would look yeah. good with these colors? I mean, yeah. yeah what is it? I mean, training camps kind of started. Like, I don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Game Num- start in five to me, weeks, the right? Numbers on the side of the <laughs> I mean, they're probably, that's probably part of the reason they went with the color scheme because their uniforms have probably already been made. They're probably yeah. just basically keeping the same jersey tops and just removing the word Redskins from it. And yeah. I, so, I mean, they still have an opportunity, right? They haven't yep. named their team. No, nothing says next season, not this coming fall, but the next season they couldn't completely rebrand with new colors. I heard Sentinels and I don't agree with it because I'm like, <laughs> We have no, but t- no, no. Yeah. It's a horrible organization, and the movie, the replacements was much better than an organization. Okay, listen, I've, I've always liked the idea. I think I've mentioned this to you. It's it's a crazy, stupid idea, but I like the cities we just mentioned with Seattle, oh, yeah. like Pittsburgh, for example, where the Pirates, the Steelers, the Penguins all have the same color same scheme colors. in the in the same city. I kind of wish. All cities were like that. You know, you got, you know, the Braves, the Atlanta Hawks, the Falcons. They've all got yeah. red in them, but they're all different color yeah, schemes. To me, I was saying Boston's close with Patriots and Red Sox yeah. have the red, but then Bruins are yellow and black, yellow so that and throws black. off. I think it shows a little bit of Celtics city green. unity to be able to, you know, if you want to go to a Sabres game with us and you don't have Sabres gear, 
you could wear your Bills gear and show, hey, I'm still rocking this color scheme. Get away with them, Buffalo. So. <laughs> They'll love <laughs> you for it anyway. Right, so. Correct. But, yeah. I don't know. Just into my, how my mind works. I have a baseball stat for you guys. Ooh. So are your stat boy now. Yeah. All right. So Take a break. stat man to you. <laughs> Take actually. a break, Taylor. <laughs> <laughs> we, last week we talked about the whole Joe Kelly. Yes, we did. Yeah. And the Dodgers playing the Astros. So – Altuve, Bregman, and Reddick went 0 for 23 in that series. Heard that. He could throw in Correa, who went 5 for 9. That's a combined 5 for 32, and that's a 156 batting average for those of you doing a quick math. Him and I talked about the other day. If yeah. you're the Astros, I don't want to get too deep into the whole cheating that we've talked about. If you're the Astros, if those guys like the Altuves and the Bregmans and the Correas come out and don't have a good year, it looks really yes. – it, it taints it even more. It makes yeah. the whole thing look worse. Especially Altuve, who has – stat boy. Jose Altuve has at least one, maybe two batting championships. He won an titles. MVP that year, didn't he? Yeah. Because that yes. was the thing. He, yeah. he stole the MVP from Judge. Was That's what people said. But he's – last year, I believe, he was the MVP AL batting. Three. Three batting titles? Yeah. So you got a guy that's won three batting titles. Cheating scandal happens, and then this following season, he's – Struggling to hit a hundred. What's L two of A's current what, yeah, what's he bad average? But yeah, you and I did talk about it. Where man, they, those guys—if those guys all hit at least two ninety—he's at two ninety eight right now. Okay, better than I expected at the moment. Yeah, way better. If all those guys hit at least two ninety for the season, then you can say, okay, they're still performing. How many home runs does he have? Because he put up some numbers in home runs those for a couple yeah. of years there. I don't. Yeah, I mean, he puts up. He's not known. High twenties. He's not he's known not, as a home right. run hitter, but he probably hit a few more if he knew it was coming. Yeah. Hey, it's a fastball. I'm going to gear up for this one, right? Like I mean, say he had those, he had those three batting titles that you mentioned. I believe a few of those seasons, maybe all three, he had 200 hits. That's what he was yeah. known for. Was the, the, the average? Well, there was a clip out there of uh, I don't know who the other announcer was, but Oral Hersiger. Oh, yeah, <laughs> and he got. I, he got I didn't froze. see froze. He got yeah. froze. Altuve did. He struck out. And the guy said, oh, he must have been guessing something else. And yeah. Hershiser said, sometimes knowing or guessing is harder than knowing. Yes. Yeah. The other guy went silent for a second. Yeah. He's like, I don't know what to say now. <laughs> you open that door, buddy. <laughs> what do you got? It says last year he had 31. And uh, according to baseballreference.com, which seems pretty noteworthy, yes, he's it got uh, two in 2020. So, which, yeah. What about the year before? Is that handy? That would be 2019, and that was 31, yes. No. 24 20, 20, 20. Oh, okay. Let me go back. I said we're, <laughs> I was say. I said we're only 10 games in the season. Right. Yeah. So we got a 13. An 18? Okay. So it was it, last year. Was an, but that was, I think it, but that was the year that. Well, not the year it kind of started, though. 17. Yeah. So. Yeah. I think 31 for him is the outlier. He's not known as a yeah. right. home runner. But either way, those guys have got to perform this year. Yeah. Yeah, otherwise it looks really bad. We got Brent, Brendan Gallagher. <laughs> and we got a 3-2 game. Penguins up 3-2. to two. All right, gentlemen, you want to do our PGA championship picks? Yeah, I still only have four. I'm waiting. <laughs> so just real quick, we're going to do five players. We Fa- can have the same players. Failing to prepare is preparing to fail. Correct. And we're going to do money earned that yes. this week. Right. <clears throat> so if your player misses a cut, you get zero. Correct. You can figure out the rest. Correct. So, who wants to go first? Do you want to go first, Stat Boy? Sure, why not? All right. All right. Uh, you said missing the cut does mean 
zero. You get zero. Person. Yeah. I got to take one for the team on my first pick, but you can't not pick him. Ben Cook. Is hey, hey, I, I like hey, it. Ben Cook. I like it. He's okay. going to make the cut. I mean, okay. let's be honest. Okay. I did uh, look up, by the way, when he played at Beth Page. Still s- solid showing. Oh, I was a straight-up stud. I don't know what the cut was that year, but he shot 73-74. You guys are writing this down, right? Yeah, I'll write it down. Right. Somebody send me a picture. So we've got Ben first, then the obvious, I think, for most of us. Maybe not so much. Uh, Brooks Kepka. Okay. Justin think, Thomas, the other obvious. Yep. No Let's one just say to, f- like him right now. to fill in the listeners, Brooks Kepka is going for his third straight PGA title, which I believe hasn't been done since the 30s. I yeah. think I read today. Yeah, there's one only one guy's done it. Yeah, so he's won the last two. He's going for his third straight. He's backing so. up that Brooks truck. Yeah, did you see those shirts? Yeah, they sweet like a tiger. <laughs> Frank sweet. T-shirts, yeah. I'm, I'm hopping on the Brooks train. He's, it's getting better. He's growing on me. Yeah. Then I've got Brendan Todd because he just seems to all of a sudden be there every time. Dude, accuracy is going to be key this week, I think. It's major. It always is. Yeah. And then this might not bode well on the weekend, but if we're doing the money game, Tony Finau, he's a Thursday, Friday player. Pick. He's going to be there Saturday morning. He it's might not pick. be there Sunday it's afternoon, but he'll be there I Saturday like morning. All right. Go next. Yeah, I'll go next. I'm not going to lie. I went with big boys, which is probably no surprise. Uh, much like Taylor, I have Justin Thomas and Brooks Kepka. Thomas, number one player in the world, and I would say he's my favorite golfer. I love watching like him JT. play. Yeah. So JT and Brooks Kepka. Uh another guy I'm a fan of. I think Xander Shoffley's gonna have a good week. Agreed. Um He's he's top five in um proximity to pins. Yes. Yes he is. I look that up. Look, and the bright side yeah. is if you ever do get kicked off this podcast, you can be the stat guy. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> they did put I think it was him, they put that stat up. He was like yeah, his average was like twenty two feet last yeah. week, and then he stuffed one while they were saying it to like three feet. And he, are, and he hits like stats putting outside twenty feet or in the twenty foot range. That's my question. Yeah. I don't know. You look it up. You're a stat boy. Hey, it's true. And, and I think he's like he's like seventy two percent greens in regulation this year, which yeah. is pretty. I think it was number like number four. So I'm taking him. I like that. Uh, I'm not a huge fan, but I am gonna take John Rom this week. Okay. And then I will round round out my five with. I think an underrated solid player. I'm going to take Patrick Cantley. I paused for a second and said Patrick. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I won't do that to you. I won't take Reed. A lot of people are picking him this week. He hasn't been playing well the past few weeks, but yeah, a lot of people are picking him. So Thomas, Kepka, Shalfley, Rom, and Cantley. All right, Polish Rife, what do you got over there? All right, I'm going Brooks and JT as well. He's got four names. <laughs> and then I'm going. Webb Simpson has won a major in the Bay Area before. Morikawa played in the Northern California area. I'm, I'm, I'm leaning towards that Northern California area. Did you see he tweeted? So you mentioned TaylorMade uh, put out those special edition bags with San Francisco Giants. Yeah. Morikawa is a huge Dodger fan. Oh, really? So he tweeted a picture of his bag and said, "This is I love TaylorMade, but this is really painful as a Dodgers <laughs> fan. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm going to go Jordan Spieth. Okay. I think he's been playing well, and I think he's uh, maybe. You never really know what to expect. Right. I'm, going for the career grand slam. I'm sweep, not. By the way. I, he's struggled. I'm not a fan of him this week, but I think we all hope he does well. Yeah. Yeah. So. All right. I have Tony Fino. Yep. I also have Patrick Cantley. Okay. I like PC. 
I'm going to take it to the bank until he wins one. <laughs> I got Ricky Fowler. Ooh, there you go. Hello, my man, Ricky. Uh, I have Kisner. Love Kis. And I have Kis- Jordan Spieth. Did you see, as of yesterday, Kisner's caddy, Dewey, was still in the COVID testing process. So Kisner was out in the practice round, hoofing his own bag around. <laughs> oh, I did see that. Barstool yeah. tweeted it. Said there were yeah. about six players out there that their right. caddies weren't allowed on the course yet. They were out there. Carrying her own bag. I blame Colton Makovich. <laughs> <laughs> a little callback real quick on the Xander Schauffele thing. Uh, ranked number one in ball striking, but tie 54 putting. I mean, it's not low, but. Middle of the pack. Kind yeah. of. Yep. It's not terrible. Depends on how hard I the think... greens are in the pin positions, I guess. So that, the, the, the wind, from what I've seen with videos, that wind is going to be yeah. powerful this weekend. The key with this bet, right, is you. You got to have guys make the cut, right? For uh, from our standpoint on this bet, and to me, if he's not necessarily making the putts, but if he's hitting fairways and greens, he's got a good chance yeah. of making the cut. And, and we and we've played in a couple pools like this. If you have the winner, you're pretty pretty much like yeah, nail it down because it yeah they the, usually make the seven or grand more than anybody so else. Much, yeah. But. What are you projecting the cut to be at if you had to take a stab in the dark? It's a great question. Ugh. I mean, I would say Dude. two or three. So the weather's supposed to be like mid mid sixties, I believe, yeah. or mid to low sixties. So, yeah, obviously none of us picked Tiger, and I think I think his back is going to be the issue because of weather. It's I'm loosening up. I'm an enormous Tiger fan. I think we all are. Yep. I don't know Taylor if you are or not, but that's what brought me. He here. didn't bring all. I'm 24. It brought us <laughs> yeah. all in the game, didn't it? I mean, yeah. I know he won the Masters last year, but I've got to see him. I've got to see him. Get a couple top tens before I start gambling on him again. So you like to gamble? <laughs> I do. Like you would throw five on him at the turn on Friday to make the cut. Yeah, why not? <laughs> he's he's got to make up five on the on the back nine. And Russ is like, yep, let's go. Yeah. Hey, it's Tiger Woods. Um, yeah, I mean, all the, all the players this week have said you got to. What do you got to do well this week? And you say, oh, drive it well, drive it well, drive it well. Do it, and I yeah, and I think this is the first tournament that they've played no fans that the rough is thick. And there's no trampling so down no, if you're no areas fun. of it step down. Right. Yeah, so yesterday was the last time it was mowed. <clears throat> right. For the week. And it's so here's my prediction. There were some spots that were Yeah, there was some, You couldn't see the ball. It's spotty. And like you make a really good point with the fans not being out there. I think you hit it too far offline. They're not gonna be out there like stepping on right. it. Right. Uh it is cool. There is water in the you're very close to water. So it's gonna hold moisture. It's that there's gonna be water in that grass, mm-hmm. for sure. And this one's gonna play just a touch thicker. And like I said, all the guys like they asked Dustin Johnson, "What do you do well this week to win?" He said, "I gotta drive it well." Everybody out here's gotta drive it well. There's a key for accuracy. The only player I've heard say you don't have to do that. I'll let you take a stab at this. <laughs> Bryson DeChambeau. Yeah, I'm gonna hit as far down as I can and wedge it on. I'm like, yep. He Good said, luck. I'm just hitting it as far as I can. Oh, you mean the, one of the worst Dude, it's not on the tour is going to try and throw yes. it into the three-inch rough. Good luck. That's right. Montreal just Montreal tied the game tied up. tied the game. Sorry, Sid Crosby. Um, yeah, I think that's – and obviously, I'm surprised none of us – Woodland. Woodland's very accurate off the tee. He, he, I'd look at it, yeah. He's a he's a tough pick. How's he, the fairway cut? He likes to hit those stingers. I mean, if you're t- not tumbling right. it down the fairways. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's the problem it. is it's – if you hit those fairway stingers this week, it's not going far because yeah. it's soft. You might get like twenty yards of roll. You're not it's like guys are gonna like they're gonna have to hit driver this week because the, the three wood isn't gonna roll out like you yeah. think it's going to. I think Woodland is one of the good guys on tour. 
I have no problem rooting yeah. for him. But he feels like a one-and-done major winner to me. Very possible. I'm curious. During Tiger's press conference yesterday, they were asking him about, like, if he had to do anything because when he's like, well, I grew up here, I don't, you know, I don't, I know what it does. He said it was funny watching guys on the on the range looking at their track man and being like, that's only how far I hit it? Yeah. yeah. The ball doesn't carry they, as far right now. They said they asked a whole bunch of players, <clears throat> and average players were saying their driver, I think they were talking about drivers in general, were going 15 to 20%, traveling 15 to 20% less. Yeah, than they were, you know, when they're on the Maybe warm I East talk Coast. To the, uh, golf scientist about that. Yeah, yeah. really. He's yeah. too busy throwing his balls in salt water. <laughs> <laughs> so you want to do our three stars from last week? Sure. So we're bringing it back real quick. We're uh, we started this, and then sports stopped to kind of play on our yeah. name of the podcast, three stars. And to kind of go along with like the hockey theme. We picked three stars from the previous week. We do our podcast of. It was Who hard. performed well in sports? It was hard to pick three stars when there were no sports going on. It was extremely hard, so, so we didn't do it, but we're bringing it back. It's kind of our thing. Uh, so who wants to go first? I'll go first. Uh, number three, I couldn't put him any higher, um, <laughs> giving Aaron Judge a, a nod here. I absolutely – I don't know what I hate more, LeBron James or the Yankees. <laughs> so it's tough for me to put a Yankee in here. But uh, as of a couple hours ago, they played the – Philly's game one of the doubleheader, so yeah. I don't know what he's done tonight, but uh, he's got seven home runs in his last seven games played. Uh, pretty can't throw pretty impressive. That guy. I mean, he's yeah. just, he literally, I mean, I, I would. I remember walking into Cleveland, and I wasn't even like even like close to like seeing everybody in the field. He could pick him out. Yeah. He literally yeah. looks like yeah. he's got the birth certificate says I am twelve. Well, he's got ninety nine on his right. back. He's, <laughs> yeah, but he's huge. <laughs> so. Anytime you have a stretch like that, seven home runs in seven games, it's impre- impressive. I don't care yeah. who you are. No. What do you uh, have, Paul? My third start is Katie Ledecky. The For Olympics. The milk? <laughs> oh, I saw Swimming this. a lap in the pool with chocolate milk on her head, and it did not spill. That was I was impressive. like, that, that is impressive. So, that was extremely impressive. I want to know why chocolate milk. <laughs> Maybe was that a commercial? It? Like, wasn't there like a vending machine with a Coke nearby or something? Come up with the milk mustache. <laughs> I saw that and I was like, that's like, yeah. I don't know how you do that. And that the full, it wasn't like the glass was like half full. Like it no. was filled to the top. Yeah. I think the most poignant question here is, does that make you go faster in any way, shape, or form? I think it's just impressive. It's a skill to it. keep your head yeah. that yeah. still while swimming. And she was, kick- and it's not like she was only using her arm. She was kicking her feet too. Yeah. So, yeah. My third star is Tyler Alexander, who struck out, I believe, the first nine batters he faced against the Reds earlier this week. Nine straight strikeouts. Yep. Yep. And they lost the game because Trevor Bauer had thirteen strikeouts. So shout out to him as well. But nine straight strikeouts is pretty impressive in Major League Baseball to go out there and do that. Yes. So my third star is Tyler Alexander. Excellent. Um, second star, ironically, I'm going to keep it on the uh, strikeout train here. Uh, Shane Bieber, he's a pitcher for the Cleveland Indians, 25 years old. He's had three starts. He's 3-0, 35 strikeouts Jeez. in those three starts. So basically the history of baseball. For some reason, they had a random date of like 1890. And he's not related to Justin, just so, so you know. Basically, in the history of baseball, there's only been two pitchers. Nolan Ryan and Garrett Cole that have had more strikeouts in their first three starts of a season. That's crazy. So 35 strikeouts in his first three starts. 
You said he's a rookie this year? No, he's not. No, no, he's not. He's probably in his third year, maybe. I believe he's in his third year, 25 years old. Still rock solid. Yeah, very. My second star is Nazim Kadri. Scored. It was a round-robin game, so it doesn't make it as great. Or, yeah, it was round-robin. He scored with .1 seconds left the other night to win the game. They reviewed it for a while. It was... Yeah. We were ta- the three of us were texting back and forth, and I had the same text just- from the Bolte at the same time and said, "Holy fuck!" <laughs> yeah. yeah, same text, same time. I was like, "What happened, dude?" It was well, first impressive. Of all, first of all, that power play the Avalanche yeah, have. It's- you get their big three with McKinnon, Rantanen, and Landeskog, and then they throw Kale McCarr, who's an unbelievable rookie right. defenseman. It's just like if you want to convince somebody that they should like hockey. You should show them the Avalanche power play right now because it's it's stupid. So they had this power play just buzzing around, getting tons of shots on goal, and then finally ended up damn near an empty netter. Like you say, Kadri put it in as the clock was. Expiring. Yeah, it, the the horn sounded. It was. You gotta forgive me for this. Might be a stupid question. Does it have to be from when they strike the puck like basketball when they let go of the ball, nope. or is it has to break the yep. plane? It has so to break the plane. So you've got the so on the ice. Uh, in the goal. So you've got the posts that come down. So there's a red line on the ice drawn between the two posts. The puck has to be 100% over that line. There's a camera. Oh, it's not before like Bryson's time. is this in the bounds, out bounds. It's got to be 100% <laughs> over. Correct. Is it touching the line? Yep. Yeah. So, there's a camera coming straight down. Dude, they had a camera zoomed in on it. And it, it was, was, I mean, it was, if it was over, it was by like a millimeter yeah, when the clock was, expired. But it was one of those things where there wasn't enough to. Over they, return it. They called it a goal on the ice, so there was no, yeah. and you couldn't tell if there was white between the puck and the the red line or not. But yeah. it was, I mean, it was probably a three minute review. It was, yeah. And like I said, if it, I think it would have been even intense. It was intense for a round robin game, so it didn't mean as much. But if that was, for, you know, for a ser- to win a series or something, that's yeah. Did they crazy. have Ramathorn? Enhance. I, <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen a goal that close. Not that late. That yeah, close. That was crazy. Time. Yeah. I think there's been a couple. It's like one or two seconds. There's been left, a number but. of them. I've seen a few under a second. Actually, ironically, Mike Smith, when he was in Phoenix, the goaltender, he scored a goal. Oh, right. That went in but not, with less but, than a second. Right, but, but nothing but, to like win a game or anything like that. Cr- I would yeah, say that was yeah, yeah, an empty under. Correct. My second star is – I'm going to go with – I have four on here, by the way, because I couldn't decide. But That's all right. My second star, I'm actually going to go with Mike Fluff Cowan. Fluff, the caddy. Yep. Um, in conjunction, Jim Furyk won this week. First Champions Tour start, and he won. This is their 15th win. Wait till Phil starts playing. <laughs> he's not going. He's still hitting bombs. Uh, this is this Cats is their like Adonis. Yeah. <laughs> this is a this is their fifteenth win together. He started caddying in ninety nine for uh, Furyk. This is their fifteenth win together. Fluff's been caddying for forty years. Just to kind of give you per- some perspective, it's crazy. Uh, so shout out to Fluff. It was one of those like I saw a video the other day and I was like, all right, who's caught who's caught onions? Yeah. How many wins does he have? Who fluff. fluff? I didn't look that up, but it's got I me mean, caddy for Tiger for a while. But stat boy, I'm already on it. <laughs> a boy, I'm liking this. Uh, but yeah, there was a they showed a clip. It was they did like a toast, and here's like Fluff still wearing his rain jacket, and they're at this podium. There's like a guy in there, and like being all fancy with his suit, and then there's Furyk, 
they do a toast and like Fear hands him like a beer and he hands him the beer and he's like, I love you, buddy. And I was like, Oh man. Like, and, and Fluff yeah, probably thought it was great. He wanted, he wanted to walk three rounds, not four. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's just crazy. Like I, I've caddied, I caddied on the LPGA tour a couple times and I met some guys who they managed to career it out there, which the money's not as big as the LPGA tour or the PGA tour. But, uh, I mean, the guy has literally pulled some serious talent, and he caddied for Tiger, and there was another. Did he caddy for Adam Scott, possibly? Yeah, for a short stint, I believe he did, right after the New Zealand guy left him, right? Steve Williams? No, he caddied for Tiger. Look, you have to look it up. He caddied for Tiger, excuse me, and then uh, Furyk, but there was somebody in between there. And the rumor is that he stopped caddying for Tiger. Tiger let him go. They said they're still friends, but the rumor is he let him go because apparently he did an interview and said he got paid a thousand dollars a week, plus thousand a week plus um, percentage of earnings. I, they said Tiger wasn't happy that he really, like released that. Which the more I thought about, it, I'm like a thousand a week plus earnings. Plus earnings, that's pretty <laughs> good in money, that's, that's especially yeah, that's for a, Tiger Woods. I said yeah, back then a, I would have caddied for Tiger for just earnings. <laughs> yeah, for yeah, that's, yeah that's, for a, that's a hell of a deal. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what. Do most guys get, and I, was, I think we've talked about this a little bit, but it, yeah. but do most guys get a standard fee? And then, if you're a long term caddy and you have a contract with a player, it's not a set fee of like, oh, I get ten percent every week. The percentage is usually based on finish, right? That's and I, and I assume like, like Greller, I assume he's sponsored by Under Armour as well. With Spieth. right, he's always wearing Under Armour. Greller's though. good call on leaving teaching to do that because yeah, do you remember right. he was on like a. At least a year away as a sabbatical. Took a teaching, sabbatical, right? yeah. Yeah. I don't think he's going back. Quick life changing. <laughs> yeah. Here. Don't think he's going back. No. You mean he doesn't want that pension? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, so while I can't find the total wins for Mike Cohen, I can find his ag- agreement is always a thousand a week plus ten percent of Tiger's winnings when he was on the bag for Tiger. I assume that's pretty much across the board. I know that to be ish. Ish. Yes. Ish. Depends yeah. on if you had a long-term contract with somebody, but who do caddy for in between? Level player, you might get a higher percentage, yeah. but I don't. Who do caddy for in between? For some reason VJ is coming to mind. Cohen has caddied for Ed Sabo, Peter Jacobson, Tiger Woods, and Jim Furyk. So it was Freddie Yock. Or was it Jacobson or Jacobson? I don't know. I just want Jacobson to sound smarter. <laughs> <laughs> I believe it. That's the flat rim dude, right? Yeah. Upturned. Uh, Might have been Jacobson, P. Jacobson. but <laughs> Good thing people can't see. P. Jacobson, <laughs> right. P. Jacobson, all right. Sabo. Yeah, Jacobson was 78 to 96. Then Tiger. Tiger Woods, 96, 99, and Furyk, 99 to yes. present. So there wasn't anybody in between, but there oh, was no. a third player. Okay. So only Tiger and Jim Furyk since 96. Which, which is crazy, because doesn't Furyk have like 30-some wins on tour? I don't know. Sabo will be on it. It's your first star. 27. 17 on the PJ Tour. God, you're fast, Russ. You already had it up. Fastest fingers in the West. (laughs) (laughs) We're we're in the East, just so you know. All right, my first star, (laughs) I I had to go hockey. Uh, Game one, unexpectedly, the Blackhawks smoked the Edmonton Oilers. And then my first star, Connor McDavid, in game two came out and proved why he is unquestionably the best hockey player in the world right now. So he had a hat trick, game two. He was out there 
playing with that. It looked like he had that mentality, like there is no way we're going to lose, <laughs> right? Even if I have to do everything myself right now. You staying up to watch that game tonight? So, yes, I will be. I'm okay. taking a cat nap after game. we finish this real quick before I so, leave. So, do you need a wake up call? Li- I don't have to get yeah, up. My, I can do it. <laughs> this will be the listeners will be hearing this way after that game. But for somebody that's trying to get into hockey, I would recommend you watch that game. That series is tied one one. It's a series. It's not a Correct. Robin. Correct. Yeah, and they will play a fourth game because it is one one right now. Yeah. So. McDavid. So they'll play tonight and then probably. Is Friday, it a best of maybe? five series? Yeah, best yes. of okay. five. Yep. Okay. So yeah, McDavid had a hat trick in game two, and it's to me, you can make arguments in all other sports. Hockey is the one where there is no argument. Connor McDavid is the best hockey player in the world. There's from two down. There's some really good hockey players. Oh yeah, but it's not even close. This guy is is unbelievable how fast he so is. And the the I don't know if it was his first or second goal the other night. was second, unbelievable. Second, going from end to end. Yeah, the, he yeah. popped one up over the defenseman, kind of backhand. I, the, the the Chicago goalie had the net covered, and there was maybe like yeah. eight inches of net open in the right corner, and he backhanded it in the corner. It was, room. So I saw I saw some videos of these were a few years ago with McDay, or, uh, McKinnon. It was with, at the last Olympics. They had him on the ice with some speed skaters that actually compete in Olympic speed right. skating. If you put Connor McDavid out there in full hockey equipment with his stick, I would put my money on him in the Olympics beating speed sk- Olympic speed skaters. He is that so fast. And it's, it's no effort. It, it looks like no effort. Yeah. He, he just he flies. Just, I'll show you a video when we're done here. I'm, the way he walks around these defensemen at full speed is just stupid. He has to be going 30 to 40 miles an hour. Right. It's It's insane. Connor McDavid proved why he's number one. He's my number one star of the week. Your number one star of the so week. So I've got kind of three things here. McDavid, I got Svechnikov from the Hurricanes. Was <laughs> that was that vodka talking <laughs> over there? Can you repeat that? Who Svechnikov? Andre um, Svechnikov. He's he had a, a young hat, forward for Carolina. Had a hat trick game two of that series, and then just NHL playoffs in total. Yeah, they've been. Unbelievable! Like I think Russ, Russ mentioned earlier, the intensity was it going to be there? It's certainly been there. there every game. I'm going to stay up and watch his hockey game it's, tonight. You dude, should. it's you it's should. been unbelievable. And that, and I, I we've talked about this too is that Oilers Chicago series. Chicago's obviously won a, a couple cups, three. A lot of a lot of veterans on the team, and they're still there. Right, but so it's veterans against young guys right there and. Most people, including myself, were assuming Edmonton was going to win this series easily. Yeah. And then you had Jonathan Taves and Kane on Chicago. They've both got three cups with Chicago. They proved why they are playoff worthy. It was like when the, when they when that game one started, they went into their playoff mode. And yeah, they, yeah, they won game one six four. Yeah, a lot but, of goals. So. so yeah, watch that game tonight. I will. Uh, my first star of the week is pretty obvious one, actually. I'm going to go with Justin Thomas. Uh, back on top in the world number one, well-deserved. Yes. Not a lot to say. Uh, big moment, though, I think kind of goes overlooked in that week, was the birdie he made on 16-ish, the par five. Yep. I mean, he hit it way right. Oh. Oh. Oh, he's in no man's land over there. Yes. Yeah. And his punch shot hit a tree, and it didn't do exactly what he wanted to, but the up and down he made from the first cut from, like, 70, 80 yards Dude, was rock solid. So. And- yeah, well, and speaking of that, the, I don't know how Kepka, because he was in a similar situation, he laid one right out in front, and then he yeah, caught it 
caught his chip shot a little thin and put it over the green and made. Yeah, did he make. I don't know if he made par. He might have made par, but but shout way. out to JT for one making birdie there. That was a great up and down to make birdie, and then an eighteen the chip shot. I don't think people realize. Yeah, that up and down yeah. was a lot harder to look considering yes. Jason Day just rolled it off the green. So yeah, yeah. JT is my first star of the week. The one thing, it doesn't make the chip shot easier, but when they were standing there evaluating that, they said Bones looked back and saw that Brooks was dropping at the end of the lake, and that probably took a little bit of pressure off him. If Brooks was in the fairway 100 out with a wedge, then you know, okay, we we need to make par here. But seeing where Brooks was, he probably was thinking, okay, if I make bogey, I probably still win the tournament. But I can get that up and down. That, that doesn't. Doesn't make the chip easier. No, but, but it was a great shot. I mean, especially after oh God, Day yeah. just rolled it off. The, yeah, hundred percent. You know who's not getting that up and down? Shambo. But <laughs> 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 so speaking of golf again, I absolutely love West Coast majors. There's nothing better than Sunday night at 10 p.m. watching the winner being crowned. It's just That's true. I forgot about the <laughs> maybe it's because I have kids, so like. I put them down at 8, and then I still got, like, two hours. So, there's two time tomorrow. Tiger goes off at 8.33. Do we know if that's Eastern? It's, no, that's it, it's 11.33. They're not going off at 5.30, dude. Come on. 5.30 out there. <laughs> I didn't no, know. They're, if, like, they're 11.30 Eastern. That is dumb. Damn vodka, man. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, yeah. Yeah. So, there, yeah, there's nothing better than, you know, 10, 11 o'clock at night, Sunday night. They're crowning the, the winner. Dude, I love that. Yeah. I just remember, you know, watching, like, so don't miss Pebble Beach and right. Torrey Pines, things like that. Playing golf tomorrow. So if I play and then get home, I'm not going to miss much. I'll miss Tiger playing, but yeah, doesn't I mean, mean I won't watch Even it. on Saturday or Sunday, right? The leaders aren't going to go off to what, 5 o'clock Eastern yeah. time. So it's, yeah. I, I love West Coast majors. I don't know. Something about it. Just, yeah. It's pitch black outside. And it's just watching Tiger win it. Be the right club today, Hale Sutton. <laughs> Has the lighters in here. What do you got, Stat Boy? Can I uh, – I'd like to pick one star for myself. Absolutely. That's all right. I mean, you kind of stole my thunder because – You can great. do three if you want. I don't know enough sports to pick three. <laughs> we'll stick with golf for now. Uh, you kind of stole my thunder by already picking a caddy. I thought I was going to be so out-of-the-box creative. I was going to say Bones, just Jim McKay. Yeah, Rex, yeah. I mean, to hop on the bag for just – I mean – it's the age of track, man. He sees the numbers on the. It's not like he doesn't know what clubs to pull. Right. He knows how to read a green. Everybody can do that. Yeah, yeah. Not everybody, but he's a professional cat. He said he's followed you, Justin you, a lot. You saw like me pot last week, two uh, weeks ago. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Speaking of last week, there are some marks on the outside left when we're. I'm looking behind Adam's putts, and I'm saying you got to roll it right at that guy's mark. Doesn't trust me. Rolls it inside of it. Oh. On the low side, I'm looking at you him. you hear this? We're, I'm looking at our opponent that we are playing a match against. He's calling and they're me going, out now. Hell, you had a perfect read there. <laughs> yeah, it, I mean, it's a, it's like a spotter-sniper combo. It's not that easy to have a cohesive team right out of the gate. And come on, one week and boom, win. That's and, really impressive. And speaking of Bones, obviously, you know he's doing his job because, what, the week before as Memorial, he was on Fitzpatrick's bag, and Fitzpatrick finished – Top yeah. ten, whatever it was. Caddies do make a difference to that level. Yeah. They really do. I got one more complaint. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> All right, let's hear it. I mentioned Fitzpatrick, and then I thought about it. So they put up, this past week, PJ Tour put up a thing of career wins. I know you're going with that. And it, I think Fitzpatrick and Tom Lewis said zero next to their name. They have zero PGA Tour wins. They have multiple European, European or worldwide wins. 
So people are complaining, but they literally put up PGA Tour wins. It was a PGA Tour event. They put up PGA Tour wins. So the so Poulter, could you look this yeah, up? Pol- yeah, Poulter is the one that first tweeted about it. Poulter tweeted, and uh, Kip Henley responded to it. Which uh, Kipper, I'd love to have you on the podcast, man. I love your tweets. Um, I met Kipper. He was on Big Break. He was the really blonde-headed guy. Yep. He caddies now. Uh, I can't remember for who, but uh, Kip responded, I think, to Poulter and said, do you have the tweet from Poulter? You didn't give me enough context. Uh, it's about the – And Poulter – should be a scoreboard, and he kind of responded to it and basically yeah, said, gotcha. this is kind of like – this is ridiculous type of thing. But Kip made a really good point to – he responded to Poulter's tweet, which Stat Boy's looking up. Uh, his response was, you have to draw the line somewhere. Although I agree with that, I'm not going to knock the European tour. These guys got like uh, – Fitzpatrick got a start over there. I think so, he's got like five European wins. Right. So, so what is it? went kind of hard in the paint here. He says, as a world golf championship event that uh, consists of players who are exempt from around the world, someone please explain how wins have been discredited because not in the U.S. What would it have said if Seve was still playing? Nine instead of 90 he actually won? This is pathetic. So he's got a, he's got a point there. But the point is, in my, and I kind of agree with Kip. Kip is saying um, you have to draw the line somewhere. Um, like, do you include the Asian tour? Because what his point is is like, okay, you want to include the Asian tour as a major tour? You better include the guys from the Corn Ferry tour. Right. Because those guys are the fields and stuff are a lot deeper there. Although I agree with Poulter that they should have, you know, that the whole European PG tour. I feel like you got to throw them on some sort of the same they level. They should almost count maybe 20 or 20, like the Austrian Masters, where you get, I mean, you get the yeah. top 50 in the world basically playing there. You've got what? events where you've got the I mean, top a professional 50. win. You have, you have that tweet still up? I do not. What's it say for Brooks's wins on that? I mean, the professional wins, a professional win. Are some worth more than others? Yeah, and I think common sense can rule. He has a scoreboard there from the yeah. Oh, I went on the Corn Fair tour. I do agree, it's worth a lot more than went on the Asian tour. Mm -hmm. Right, just my opinion. We know how deep the fields are on the Corn Fair tour. Just my. I think it says thirteen next to Brooks's name. He's actually he's got fourteen worldwide wins. So it's not like they put worldwide wins up for somebody else and not just for Fitzpatrick and Lewis. If you do the worldwide. Think of what it does for Tiger. He goes from 87 to 118. No, I think it's like 130, isn't it? Yeah. Because he's won like 30% of the times he pegs it up in the European Tour. Yeah. So it's. I see both sides of the argument, but you can't. I know. I know. My bottom line is you don't include. It's a worldwide event. Yeah, I understand it's a worldwide event, but it's still a a PGA Tour event. Yeah. So it is. So a lot of golf to watch this week, boys. Looking forward to it. Thanks for coming on, buddy. Glad to be here. You're going to join us again? I mean, hopefully I pulled up enough stats to make the cut. Maybe I'll be here Saturday, Sunday. We'll have to see. Tell you what, you've already made more cuts, and Bryson's going to make it majors this year. All right, boys, I'll see you next week.